So, uh, I just came back. Um, well, today is December 17th, 2023. I just came back from uh, the rally today in support of Palestine here in uh, unceded Mi'kmaq territory in Halifax. And uh, Joanna is also here. I'm back again. She's back. For those of you who said more Joanna, give us more. Uh, I'm delivering. <laughs> I'm so honored. Well, um, I feel like the only person who said that was like probably myself. I'm like, I want to go back on the podcast. No, you're Bring you're, me back. you're very well received. Oh, great. That makes me really glad to hear. Yeah. It's always a really and it's always a pleasure to have you on. Of it's pleasure course. to be, it's a pleasure to what's the it's a pleasure to be here. Articulate as always. I can't. You better cut that out. <laughs> so I was thinking um, for this episode, I wanted to do uh, the very common Zionist uh, talking points that you get here in Western countries. And uh, it's going to be kind of like our holiday special because in the ho- when the holidays come around, it's inevitable. You always have that one uncle or aunt, maybe it's your dad or your mom or whoever, uh, who's going to want to talk about politics around the dinner table when you're with family over the holidays. And, you know, this is the biggest thing in politics right now. You know, everybody, it's like an ass. Everybody has one. Opinions. I did not say that (laughs) saying right. (laughs) Whatever they say about opinions. Everybody has an opinion on on this issue Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And uh, some opinions are unsavory. Not great. Yeah, to say the least. And I know that you have had your... um, your instances with people who are sympathetic to Israel Mm -hmm. and the Zionist cause, uh, as well as I have. And I think it would be very healthy to uh, introduce our viewers to a lot of these uh, points that Zionists are going to try to make about uh, Israel-Palestine and to give them the tools that they need to properly eviscerate them in the marketplace of ideas. If that is what you so desire, because I know a lot of people kind of choose to just take the other route and just say, you know what, this is a lost cause. I am not going to waste my breath or my energy. I'm just going to let them do their thing and I'm not going to pay attention to it. I waste my breath and energy all the time. (laughs) And that's okay. I'm definitely on like the more toxic side of that... uh, I don't see it. I don't see it as toxic. It's just you are choosing what to say in that moment mm-hmm. versus I know some people are choosing to just not say anything because they want to protect their peace, protect their energy. Like, you know, there are a lot of different things. Safe face, play. you know. <laughs> there, it, there's a lot of tough. different things that happen. Yeah. And, you know, I think just around the holidays, especially when you're seeing people that you don't normally see or family members that you don't normally spend time with. It can be very stressful for a lot of different reasons. So especially when it comes to politics, especially when it comes to something that you're so passionate about and you feel so strongly towards, it's like, it's sometimes can be a very overwhelming mix 
for a lot of people. So I think this is a good, this is a good, uh, topic. Yeah. And you know, having your drunk uncle rant about Hamas at the table. Yeah. You know, there's, there's one or there's one of two ways you can handle that. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, we're going to get into it and, uh, we're not going to do what the, what Joanna just said, the absolutely healthy thing. You know, we're not going to take the healthy route here because that's not what we're about on this show. If you want to have these conversations with the people in your lives, then we are here to help you. Well, mostly Will is going to help you with it because I also learn most of what I say from you. So I'm also going to be learning. You're also an expert in the geopolitics of the Middle East. Don't say that. Okay. (laughs) I am not at all by any means, really. Hmm. I'm just, um, I, like I said on before episodes, I'm a, I'm a dumbass with a microphone. For the viewers at home, or I guess the listeners at home, picture this. Will is sitting on a brown chair. It's like a sofa chair. It's leather. He's sitting crisscross applesauce, and he has his Palestine necklace. And he's saying that he's not an expert. You're- this man, I'm telling you, right behind him, directly behind him on the wall, there's a villa of, I can't talk, It's a Will. poster. There's yeah. a visit Palestine poster. And then on the other side, there's also a Palestine map. Y- yeah, I got I got the merch. You got so, the merch. And your laptop. It's covered in I know. free I'm, Palestine stickers. And I love I'm, it. I'm a groupie for liberation. What can I say? King. But I mean, I don't know why you had to include the crisscross applesauce <laughs> part. It is crucial to the viewers and listeners. I wish we were recording this like on a camera. That'd be so funny. We could. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't come across so well on camera, but I don't. I don't know if I would either. It's just. I do remember. Oh, sorry, I'm getting off topic. No, it's okay. That's good. We're gonna get into it, right? Get into it. All right. So uh, the first point that you probably hear all the time uh, from pro-Israel people from, you know, Zionists, uh, you know, you hear it from politicians all the time too. Uh, Israel has the right to defend itself. I cannot roll my eyes any harder than I am right now. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. But Joanna, Israel has a right to defend itself as a sovereign democratic nation. Okay, okay, okay. Go off, queen. (laughs) I understand that they have the right to quote unquote defend themselves from the Hamas attacks. However, it's been how many days? What are we? Day 67. Yeah. Day 67. Okay. What are you defending yourself from now? I mean, okay. You've made a point. The defense maybe was the first day, but then did you get Hamas? The, the argument, sir, the argument is that if they stop uh, their indiscriminate bombardment of Gaza, is that they're letting Hamas, quote-unquote, get away with it, and they're giving an opportunity for Hamas to regroup and plan another attack. That's sort of the the idea of it, at least. But I think my, my entire approach to this is not one of uh, managing the symptoms of an oppressed people, but rather curing the illness. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, the truth is, is that you can bomb the shit out of Gaza. You can kill 
uh, double as many people have been killed already, but you're never going to get rid of either Hamas or some sort of form of militant Palestinian resistance. Because like I said earlier, no people have ever accepted their subjugation. You're never going to have an oppressive regime without people who are going to violently resist it, which is why Israel defending itself would more would more look like a dismantling of the occupation, a dismantling of the besiegement of Gaza toward a solution that would negate the entire necessity of needing armed resistance. So, you know, when you say Israel has a right to defend itself, I would say Israel has a right to defend itself in a way that is just. You know, you can't just leave that open-ended and now Israel has a right to defend itself in whatever way it sees fit, which can't be the truth, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so I guess that's like, what would we call that? The moral, like, answer to that? Yeah. To that talking point? To yeah. somebody saying Israel has a right to defend itself? I guess calling into question, what is Israel defending itself? I was, ex that's exactly what, what I is, was about to ask. Right? What does that mean? Yeah. Because apparently, and according to our leaders, it means uh, dropping bombs on children in hospitals. It means wiping out the entire population of Palestinians. Yeah, the ethnic cleansing of Gaza, which is ridiculous. But now I'm going to, I want to introduce the legal argument to this. So a lot of people who are Zionists tend not to accept this answer because people who are very pro-Israel and very pro-Zionist have a deep hatred for international law <laughs> and the Geneva Conventions. I wonder why. But um, legally, uh, in international law under the Geneva Conventions, the law that governs armed conflict, Israel actually does not have a right to defend themselves. Because you have no right to defend yourself from a people who you are occupying. Bingo. Right? And mm -hmm. under, I believe it's Article 3 of the UN Declaration of Human Rights. Don't quote me on that, though. I don't remember exactly we'll where it is, but it's that. in there. Yeah. It's in there. And the UN has uh, reaffirmed time after time uh, that, the, that people have a right, uh, a fundamental right to self-determination. And the UN has reaffirmed many, many times over um, that the right to self-determination does include taking up arms and violent resistance against your oppressor. Absolutely. And to, to expand on that point, resistance and self-determination negate the entire idea of the occupier having the right to defend itself from the people it's occupying. And this is going to sound very, very blunt, but as a colonial settler entity, as an occupier over these people, the only right you have is to leave or die. Mm -hmm. Not saying like Israelis, individual Israeli people, but the entire regime of oppression there, the state of Israel. There's no right to defend yourself, you know, because Gaza is not de jure occupied, as we call it, not like on paper occupied, but de facto occupied by the uh, siege from the air 
the land and the sea. So they are 100% an occupied people, whether no matter how many times Zionists will tell you, oh, we withdrew in, uh, in 2005, right? So they are 100% an occupied people with a right to defend themselves. And then their oppressor, their occupier, really, there's no leg to stand on to say, I have a right to defend myself from these people whose lives I have controlled. Every aspect of their life has been controlled by this government in which they cannot vote for 17 years. And it's, it's, it's stupid to say that I have a right to defend myself from these people who I am actively oppressing. So I guess that's the answer to it. Mm-hmm. Joanna's just nodding. She's like, no, very, yes. very well said. I have nothing else to add. I feel like I'm talking at you with this. No, but. you just have a lot of really good information. And honestly, I said this in the last podcast, I still don't really know very much. So, yeah, talk away. But I'm glad to have Do you thing, here. Will. I'm glad to be here, always. Uh, Israel has a right to exist. Okay, this is where I... Okay, oh, I feel very angry um, mm-hmm. when people say, oh, but it's their land. Or this is Who, the land... land? Like, this is, is it- the land that um, Israelis came to and they want to live in and whatever whatever they just Mm -hmm. need to basically like respect each other's space yeah that is the dumbest shit i've ever heard in my life because Mm. oh my god you literally you were telling me the other day you showed me the map you showed me the water you said they crossed from here all the way into palestine is that correct which time period are we talking about here? This was a what? This was because way back in the um, so Palestine uh, prior. Is it nineteen twenty one that you told me? Palestine prior to the nineteen forty eight establishment of Israel mm. um, was before nineteen seventeen. Uh, they were under Ottoman rule, mm. uh, but there were still a Palestinian people, and that's the thing to remember is that this whole idea of uh, people being needing to be segregated into nation states is a very Western European idea, and that's one of the ideas that was used to justify the seizure of land from the indigenous people yeah. here in uh, on Turtle Island, because again they said, oh, there's no state there, there's no country when these people didn't live uh, in a region where that was a normal practice or where you needed to establish yourself as this Western idea of a nation state in order to have your entitlement to where you live. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll, I want you to continue your point and I want you to mm-hmm. remember your point. Yeah. Um, but I was saying that uh, there were still Palestinian people there living under Ottoman rule uh, prior to 1917 when in World War I, uh, the area of Palestine was seized by the British uh, and then it became Mandate Palestine from 1917 until 1948. Uh, and then up until 1948, the uh, there were a Christian population, there was a Muslim population, and there was a Jewish population. And they all lived there in relative uh, peace and harmony. And then in 19, around from 1917 to 1948, you started to see a lot more uh, immigration of European Jews into Mandate Palestine. Uh, with the Balfour Declaration that was issued by Great Britain, uh, which determined, which was, uh, it was like a declaration. Of course, it's a declaration. Balfour Declaration. It was uh, Britain's intent to establish a national home for the Jewish people in Palestine. 
And then that's when you saw there was a great influx of uh, Jewish uh, refugees uh, coming in as a response to persecution in Europe, as well as pogroms in uh, a lot of the Slavic states. So you had a lot of Jewish migrants coming into Palestine. And that is how a lot of the Jewish people from Europe ended up in Palestine. And there is a there is a huge difference uh, between the Jewish people who lived in Palestine already prior to Mandate Palestine and then the people who came over as a result of uh, Imperial British facilitated immigration. So that's kind of like if you take a look at Canada, we're very multicultural. We have a lot of people immigrating here. We do. Yeah. And so that's just like, okay, so for my family, for example, my parents immigrated from Lebanon. That's like them coming from Lebanon, immigrating to Canada and being like, oh, this is now our land. This is not your land anymore. That is the entire idea of settler colonialism. It drives me crazy. It drives me absolutely crazy. Because if we go right back to that, that like the very beginning when they started coming over. It's like if you're if your people came over to Canada from Lebanon and established their own country, their own, uh, we'll call it like Lebanon too, Nova, mm-hmm. Le- Le- Nova Lebanon, yeah. New Lebanon. Uh, and then they, and then, you know, the argument was, oh, well, we have a right to exist in this land that we have pushed uh, Nova Scotians out of. And, you know, the New Lebanon has a right to exist in this hypothetical paradigm When you here. look at the facts and the history, there's no, there's no argument that can be made to be like, this is their, this is, Israelis like rightful land or whatever that I hear people saying I'm like no that's it's a come on man if we're going back to that like that that, it's black and white there's in my eyes there's two main arguments that they use it's the there's a security argument and then there is the um there is the religious entitlement argument Hmm. they say the Jewish people won't survive without establishing the ethno state of Israel in the land of Palestine and then they say oh well you know, this is our land. Uh, it was promised to us by God. Well, congratulations. You're bombing your land to try to receive it. Great. Good uh, job. The uh, Israeli historian, uh, Ilan Pap, has a very good quote, and I think I texted it to you the other day. Mm-hmm. And I think about it pretty much every day. And he says, most Zionists do not believe that God exists, but they do believe he promised them Palestine, mm-hmm. which is, it's kind of like, that's, that's it. Right. Because there is a there are a lot of uh, secular Zionists who believe almost that very thing. Um, and then you look at a lot of the very orthodox uh, Jewish communities, um, the ones that were even living in Palestine before uh, the 1917 mandate and during the 1917 mandate. Uh, and they were staunchly uh, anti-Zionist. A lot of the most uh, a lot of the most um you know, fundamental and orthodox Jewish denominations are against Zionism. And the idea behind that is that um, religiously they believe um, that Zionism transfers subservience from God into subservience to a nationalism. So instead of worshiping God, uh, they, in their view, Jews now worship the state of Israel. And again, and then they say, uh, that it is there. It is God's will um, for the Jewish people to live in exile, and we are not to establish a state until the arrival of the Messiah. So there is like there to claim that Zionism and Judaism are the same thing is it's baloney, right? Mm-hmm. 
But um, I don't even know the point I was making before. But I mean, the argument uh, that Israel has a right to exist, don't believe it because no country on earth has a right to exist. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a thing. What do you mean by that? I mean, first of all, I'm like, you should know my views on nation states. I'm not, I, I don't think it's a great idea uh, to carve up the world into states, but I would say Israel doesn't have a right to exist the same way that nobody walks around and says Canada has a right to exist. Nobody walks around mm. and says the United States has a right to exist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they to, just are. Yeah. And, to, and it just is. I think I don't states don't have a right to exist. People have a right to exist. Yeah. Right. And I yeah. think like my opinion on that is that Jewish people Israelis even have the absolute right to exist in Palestine, which they can as long as they're not bombing people. That's it, right? Is Come they on. have a right to exist in the land? They can do so peacefully, but it's just that they want that land to be their land. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you you can very much live in peace and harmony. It's not that hard. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. When no, people say that's a good it's, point. Is what, that uh, sorry? People having a right to exist does not include having the right to establish your own ethno state. Yeah. Right. So sorry, what were you saying before? I lost it. Oh, I'm sorry. My it's bad. okay. But yeah, like Israel, where I take issue with that line of Israel has a right to exist, uh, is that Israel is, it is a fascist ethno state. Meaning that the state itself, from its inception in 1948, has been a state for the Jewish people, for Israelis. And I think that's a big problem there, because as soon as you say that a state is for a type of people, it immediately creates a group of others who the state is not for. And Mm -hmm. that is, I think that is the highest form of institutionalized racism you can have it immediately dehumanizes everybody who that state is not for. You know, and if I think if somebody came to me and said Israel has a right to exist Mm -hmm. or is, what did you say? Israel has a right to exist. That is okay. I thought, I don't know if you said Israel. That is the second talking point that we're going over right now. Cause I know we kind of got like, yeah, we 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 got lost in, we got lost in the sauce a little bit there. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I believe that if somebody came to me and said Israel has a right to exist, my immediate response would just simply be okay and they can Mm -hmm. without killing people it's it's just simple like yes okay you can you can exist but why does it have to be as a result of bloodshed and murder like constant bombing like what are you doing land that you have to kill for isn't yours it's not i mean come on it's so obvious it's so obvious. It just drives me insane. People always say, oh, well, it's it's politics. It's complicated. There's a long history. Oh, my God. Like, I'm in my 20s, and it's very simple for me yeah. to understand, to just say, okay, if you want to exist, why, why can't they exist? Why can't Palestinians exist, too? Right. And that, that same right of Israel has a right to exist isn't even extended to the Palestinian people. 
Because if you say Palestine has a right to exist, then immediately, immediately, it's game over. uh, People are like, you know, oh, you're a Hamas supporter. And that is even that is the policy of the Israeli government right now is that Palestine does not have a right to exist. The uh, Israeli ambassador just like either today or yesterday uh, said of the two state solution. uh, Absolutely not. No, no, no two states. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, who's been president for a collective, not president, sorry, prime minister of Israel for a collective 16 years, uh, has reaffirmed time after time that under his rule, there will never be a Palestinian state. So how can you claim to our viewers there? This is what you have to tell the people when they tell you that Israel has a right to exist. How do you extend that right to Israelis uh, into a nation that is ha- that has been fascist since its inception and is showing no no incentive and is showing no desire to change that fascist ethno state construction of itself and at the same time deny that very same right to another people who are who would like to establish their own state right like that's ridiculous but anyway, that's that's it. That is the response um, to Israel has a right to defend itself. Nope, sorry. That is the response to Israel <laughs> has a right to exist. Israelis have a right to exist, but not Israel itself, not in not the construction of an ethno state for somebody and not for somebody else. So are you ready for the third one? Absolutely. Do you have any closing thoughts on Israel has a right to exist? No. All right. The third one. Hamas started this. Hamas shouldn't have attacked Israel. Oof. They did. Okay. I know you're going to pop off. but No, you pop off. No, I don't have the... I'll let you have this one. I don't have the... Uh... There was this post... Mm-hmm. that I saw, and it, uh, it had the dates laid out. Hamas didn't exist at the time that Israel started. I don't even know what it was. Do you remember that post that I added to my Instagram where it was like um, it, it had the No, but I can, I can kind of sense of what it, I, can, I can get a sense of oh what God. it means. No, hold on. I have to. I... Is it that Hamas, uh, Hamas came around about at the end of the second Antifada in the late 1980s? Sorry, first Antifada in the late 1980s. I'll get it. Okay. Because the, the occupation, the dispossession, the brutalization of the Palestinian people far, far predates uh, the inception of Hamas. That's the point I was trying to make, honestly. I just didn't have the... Uh, but I guess the while you it? while you wait to find uh, the post that you want to talk about there, um, I guess the entire idea here is that uh, you know if you if you if your idea of this uh, of what's going on right now in Israel Palestine is mm. that Hamas started the war, then you're starting in the middle. You're starting the story off in the middle, you know, because this did not start on October seventh. Believe me, it did not start October 7th, not to start in May of 2021 either. Did you find the post? Israel occupied and annexed Gaza and West Bank in 1967. Yep. Hamas was formed in 1987. Yep. 20 years later. So no, they didn't start it. Yeah, that's my, that's the point, right? Is that 
And I think that is, that's really ample evidence for the idea is of that resistance will always happen when there is oppression. You know, you can't have an occupation. People will always resist occupation, you know? And of course, yeah, there was no Hamas before 1987. And then I guess there's another portion of this that I want to talk about, but do you have anything else you wanted to say about? Yeah, people are making the argument of, oh, well, these babies that are being killed and these um, pregnant women that are being murdered, it's, it's, well, you know, these kids are going to grow up and be members of Hamas. Mm. Oh, my gosh. If they're seeing destruction all around them as a result of... Yeah. Like, I actually, I'm dumbfounded. It I don't, is, I can't even like form words. I mean, like, uh, of course, of course they're angry. I mean, we're angry. The whole world is angry. What do you think is going to happen? Are, are they just supposed to sit back and say, okay, you killed my entire family. You wiped out a whole group of people that I used to know and love, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to sit back. It's radicalizing. Jeez. Like, I think if I was living in the Gaza Strip and I was subjected to this kind of cruelty... I honestly don't know if I would join Hamas or not. And do we you know, really blame them though? We you can't understand it. No. You know, these people like we know that Gaza is half children. Mm. And it's been under siege for 17 years. So that means a lot a lot of the people and a lot of the Hamas fighters uh were born in an open air prison. They were born in a concentration camp. They have known nothing but chains and subjugation their entire lives. Their lives from the time they were born up until the time that they radicalized and became militant. They, before that, they knew nothing but violence. And, you know, we, we really, no one here in our, in our geographical location can understand that. And, of course, it's not justifying anything they do. That's not justifying the atrocities that occurred on October 7th, but I understand why they happened, mm-hmm. right? Like, I understand that when you push people and when you create desperation that strong, then, you know, that anger is going to spill out. It was never a question of if there would be resistance. It was always a question of when. Mm-hmm. So Hamas, no, very Hamas did not start this war. And, you know, the other side of that rebuttal to Hamas started the war uh, is the West Bank. Because this year has been a record year uh, for Palestinians killed by either Israeli soldiers or Israeli settlers in the West Bank. And the West Bank is absent of one thing in particular. Hamas. Mm -hmm. There's no Hamas in the West Bank. Yet Palestinians are still being violently subjugated and killed in the West Bank. So what's your argument? You know, there's one common denominator here, and that's the occupation. It drives me crazy. Drives me crazy, too, which is why most people think I'm mentally ill. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) But, you know, it's justified because Joanna Hamas started the war. You see, we're very different because you have so much to say about that and I just shut down. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to shut you down like that. No, I said I shut down 
mm-hmm. because I get very overwhelmed when trying to state facts. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I'm just, you know, maybe I don't know enough about this. Maybe I'm not getting the facts right. Maybe I'm missing something. So I just shut down. But in my head, I'm thinking that is absolutely not true. But am I going to argue it with this person? Probably not. Just speak from the heart. And you can also, you can interrupt me whenever you want. Hmm. You should. Are you ready for the fourth one? Yeah. How many are there? There's 11, but we probably will not get through all 11 in this episode. Oh my gosh. I wrote, that's just the 11 that came to my head like first. That's the first 11. Because there's a lot of them. There's a lot of like really bullshit. The really common arguments that we hear lately. Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. Who said that? That's a very common one that you hear. Wow. Thank God I don't hear that. Learn something new every day. Jeez, man. Have you heard that? Has someone said that to you? Uh, Yeah. Not directly. Yeah, directly. Directly to you. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it's a lot in like my Twitter replies too. Oh. It's like, oh, Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. You see, it's, it's, it's interesting that mostly we will see instances of these kinds of people online, but mm-hmm. they don't dare say it in person most of the time, at least not around here. No, not here. Halifax is overwhelmingly mm. pro-Palestinian, which I like. Yeah, I love that. Amazing. You see the rallies? They're massive. I have, I think there was one pro-Israel rally here in Halifax. Tiny, right? Tiny. I don't even know if it happened. I just like <laughs> saw it on, I just saw it on like Halifax Noise or they something. They really tried their best. <laughs> it was pathetic. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Yeah, for real. Feel the fear of the social cohesion for liberation. Be God. afraid. Yeah, that's why I like Halifax. Halifax is dope. Yeah, yeah. And then like, I don't know if you were, you would have been here, but um, like I think it was August of 2021, uh, mm-hmm. the cops tried to tear down those homeless shelters and like everybody showed up to like protest that. Yeah. And, like that was, that that was violent too. Like people fought with cops. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I remember that footage. Yeah. HRP uh, pepper sprayed a six year old too. That oh, was fucked. Gosh. I remember when that happened. Poor kid. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Israel's the only democracy in the Middle East, Joanna. Did you know that? Gee, I had no idea. The more I know every day, the bigger my brain gets. Wow. So, what do you say to that if somebody were to go up to you and say, Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East? As, I, is- said, as I said earlier, I would shut down. But truly, also, at the same time, I don't know what I would say. Mm -hmm. So this is a good point. So um, there's, a, of course, like all my answers, there's different barrels, I guess, to it. If you could sum it up in one sentence for the viewers who, let's just say, they're going to be at a dinner and somebody says that to them Mm -hmm. and they don't really have the time, the energy, the whatever to get really deep into it. How can how can someone respond to this in like a sentence or two? Four words. Go for it. It's an apartheid state. <laughs> I love it. I mean, which is the truth. You can't practice apartheid and then claim you're a democracy. Mm-hmm. You can't have over six million people under your direct... Define the word. Democracy. Apartheid. 
So apartheid, um, there's a couple different definitions. Give so, me your best one, Will. You're leading me down so many different... Like, I know. I, I, okay. I love it, though. But we'll get into it. Um, yeah. Apartheid is a system of uh, segregation as well as institutionalized policies uh, that don't necessarily have to look like segregation um, that ensure uh, the racial supremacy of one group over another. Mm-hmm. And there is a, this is a, I, I had this conversation actually in one of my first uh, threads post with a Zionist. Uh, and I was like, yeah, Israel's an apartheid state. It's not a fucking democracy. It's ridiculous to claim it's democracy. And this Zionist came at me and uh, gave me the Webster's Dictionary definition of apartheid. Why am I horribly is, embarrassed for this person? Yeah, it's just like, is not how humiliating good. it's not good um, god which is like it said absence in there and they and mm-hmm. uh, she zeroed in on that and she said uh well uh palestinians live uh in israel proper um you know so there's no apartheid and i was like my rebuttal to that was that apartheid doesn't mean absence maybe in your webster's dictionary definition but the definition in the proper definition uh, comes from the Rome Statute on the UN Convention Against Apartheid, which, uh, first of all, uh, labeled apartheid as a crime against humanity. Uh, but also, uh, it's covered under the crimes of apartheid in persecution, uh, which means one or more inhumane acts uh, to ensure against a people and to ensure the racial supremacy of one group over another i don't know it verbatim but that is uh that is the definition of apartheid as the international community has agreed uh constitutes apartheid and then if you want to get into it further uh no less than four uh respected human rights bodies have investigated the accusation of israel being an apartheid state and all four uh, Human Rights Watch, in their investigation as recently as 2022, uh, concluded that the systems of domination and oppression that Israel exerts on the Palestinian people do amount to the crime of apartheid. And those same findings were found by Amnesty International, another uh, non-government human rights uh, group, one of the largest and most respected human rights organizations on the planet, and then that was also found by the UN Special Rapporteur to the Occupied Territories, who also concluded that Israel is an apartheid state. And then if you wanna if you wanna get a little zesty here and you know throw in the anti-Semitic <laughs> accusation of, oh, those organizations, they suck, they're anti-Israel, you know, of course they're gonna say it's an apartheid state. Um, Israel's own uh, human rights organization, Bet Salem, is an Israeli organization is like, yeah, that's right. Israel is an apartheid state. So the you can kind of use that like reciprocal argument that Israel is conclusively, like empirically, a, a state that practices apartheid. And then, you know, that on its own, establishing that negates the entire idea that Israel is a democracy. So, yeah. If anybody tries to tell you Israel is a democracy, that's what you would say to them. And then I guess like a little throwaway line too. 
uh, on the moral side of that is that just because the country is a democracy doesn't mean you get to do whatever the fuck you want. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you get to bomb people. You know, let's say Israel is a democracy. Let's say they don't do apartheid. It doesn't mean they get to kill Palestinians. Like, what's your point there? Yeah. What's your point? They're a democracy. Democracies do shitty things all the time. You heard of the mm -hmm. U.S.? <laughs> yeah. Right? So, yeah. I I mean, like, what's the point? Is that, oh, Palestine's not a democracy, which, I mean, Gaza held an election in 2006. Jimmy Carter oversaw it. My man, Jimmy. <laughs> And he was like, that was a free and fair election. They elected Hamas, which was like, eh, not so great. But Hamas presented themselves a lot more um, progressive at the time. They really changed their tune when they started running. It's a whole thing. We're not going to we're not going to have time to get into that. Mm -hmm. um, but they held an election. And then Israel was like, fuck that. You guys elected the wrong guys. And then boom, blockade. Like the day the results came in. Blockade. They didn't even give Hamas a chance to govern Gaza. So, you know, I, I would say a democracy also should respect other democracies or their neighbors should respect the results of the democratic process when it happens in their region, even if you're not so happy with the uh, with the conclusion of that. So, yeah, apparently Israel is a democracy. Any thoughts on that, Joanna? I have nothing to add. OK, I'm sorry for talking at you for 40 minutes. No, it's chill. Can you believe it's been 40 minutes? Doesn't feel like it. Right? But it does feel like it when I'm forcing you to watch me. <laughs> so we'll make that we'll make that an episode. <laughs> and we then still, I, I, we gotta do we gotta do some more of these too, right? Because I feel like we need to use your I want to say expertise. I know you're going to deny the word expertise, but we need to use your expertise. I prefer on... the label concerned citizen. That makes me sound really douchey. Okay, never mind. This concerned citizen. That, never mind. That makes me sound douchey. <laughs> I regretted it the second it came we out. We need to use your expertise on okay. this topic of Palestine, Israel, and just general politics. Um, and then combine it with my intense passion for mental health and psychology you, you are a psychology expert i, I want to i really would love to just you have find a way to combine you have read two. my mind multiple times and it's even during times that i don't want to read your mind i don't want to i don't want to know what's in there i don't even want to know what's in there <laughs> don't open that door no it's pandora's box yeah mm -hmm. so um, yeah, I think we'll find a really good way to combine our uh, areas of expertise in a later yeah. episode. Because I sure. I believe that you have so much good to say, and I really have a lot of information to share too. You have a like, lot too. I can see you. You're like jittering and shaking. Like I want you to share it. <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, next point. No, the point was is that <laughs> This is this is the episode, part one of owning your Zionist relatives. Is that what we should call it? Period. Just eviscerating holiday special, how to eviscerate your pro-Israel. In a holly jolly way. Yeah. So thank you for listening to the Thoughts on Resistance holiday special. Mm -hmm. I hope you take uh, the little bit that you've learned here today uh, and use it to advocate for Palestine when it is inevitably brought up at Christmas dinner 
you know. And I'm going to just chime in with my my soft approach here because I think it's very necessary to also say that I really sincerely hope that despite what's going on in, in the world, your heart is not hardened to it. Please, um... Don't let anybody make you feel like whatever's happening is normal because it's not normal and you can still be a human and feel really sad about it regardless of what Uncle Dan says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like the other side of that. You're I'm, just like... I'm very much you're like, like, if you're going to be doing like pro-Israel propaganda at the dinner table, I'm going full antifada mm-hmm. on your ass. As you should. So If you have the ability to do it, go for it. Thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you learned a lot. Uh, I hope you, I hope you debate your family members in a totally not toxic way at all. And if you Disclaimer. find it a little challenging, just send them a link to this podcast. Yeah, and tell them to shove it. And no. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, free Palestine. Joanne, anything to add? No. I don't. You see, I don't really have much to add. But thank you for listening. Thank you for having me, Will. Thank you and, for coming on. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to add. All right, free Palestine. Have a good day. Drink water. Check your piercings. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. If you don't celebrate.